everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat Podcast. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. I, did you hear anything about COP28 going on out there? There were 22 countries that were actually signing on to a huge deal. Well, we happen to have Grace Stank. She is the Miss America for 2023. She has already been on the Energy Newsbeat podcast, and she is in Dubai. Welcome, Grace. Hi, Stu. It's so exciting to be back on. (laughs) And of course, to talk about all things nuclear, all things COP28. Uh, It's really been a tremendous time here in Dubai for COP28. Well, thank you, sir, taking the time. I'll tell you, I I really enjoyed our our last talk. It is great seeing your eyes light up when they're, I mean, not just because you're nuclear powered, it's because you have (laughs) such a passion for the energy change. Now, tell us what's going on because the uh, COP28 is different because the oil guys showed up in force. Then you had the, uh, the oil guys saying, well, are farmers the reason everybody's fat? You know, so there was there were some real words going on between the oil guys and the renewable guys. But it seems like everybody's happy with nuclear. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, you know, I think um, I wouldn't say everybody's happy with nuclear. There's always going to be people out there that are like anti-nuclear, right? Of course. Right. Um, I've I've kind of like there's ten percent of the population that I'm just like I I'm not you know this isn't this isn't worth the time. But um, it's been really exciting because here at COP, as you talked about briefly, you know, 22 countries have signed an agreement to triple nuclear capacity by 2050, wow. which means That's we are going lot. to grow from 10. It is we're going to grow from 10 percent of the globe being powered by nuclear energy to 30 percent of the globe being powered by nuclear energy, which is so, so thrilling, you know, and that's not that far away when you think about it with the construction time that it takes for nuclear and everything that's not that far away. So it's been exciting because I know within the United States, we're looking to break ground as soon as we can on many different construction processes with building new advanced reactors. Most people within the energy sector here, though, are excited about nuclear. You know, I today's the off day at COP technically, um, but we have the net zero nuclear summit going on. And this has been like one of the hottest events in Town, right? Like oh, people want to cool. get in. They want to be watching. They want to be learning. They want to be asking questions. Uh, so it has been so, so exciting and so thrilling to see that, you know, people from all different backgrounds and all right. different sectors overall are thrilled about nuclear. It's a reliable source of energy. It's an emissions free source of energy and it's an accessible source of energy. I've got about three different questions that are going to fold into each other. Yeah. And you just got into uh, your friends uh, went and saw the new uh, Dubai uh, uh, reactor. Tell us a little bit about that new reactor. Yes. So within COP28 here, they've been doing tours of the Baraka nuclear power plant nearby, uh, which it's not actually near Dubai at all. It's in the UAE. It's about a five hour drive away from Dubai. So uh, there was there was a couple of long bus rides. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't make any of the tours. I'm only here in Dubai for three days. Uh, but it's been really incredible because this power plant was built on time, on budget. There are four units. Um, three are operating right now. And it powers 20 of the UAE, right? That's an incredible amount of energy going into the UAE. And it's something that is just a perfect example of a nuclear power plant that it's working. You know, it's doing its job. It's creating clean energy, reliable energy. It was built on time, on budget. It can be done. And they proved it. On time and on budget. How do we get the regulators or the people running the regulations and permitting to the United States? Is there a way we could do that? Just kidding. Oh, well, I have a feeling people will be given a couple phone calls. We got some 
some U.S. people here, so I'm sure they're talking. <laughs> How cool is that? Now, you also mentioned um, the other nuclear company that you had just met in France. Were you just in France and you were uh, the new? So new- I was I was in Paris for. Yes. So I was in Paris for the World Nuclear Expo uh, last week. And I haven't I haven't seen a ton of the new scale folks out here. I know that they are here at COP28, um, but I just got in yesterday. So it's been a quick 29 hours so far. Uh, but it's been truly, truly wonderful because we have we have about 40 to 50 nuclear youth advocates here. And that is nice. so exciting because like you put a bunch of young people who are just as excited, just as passionate in a room together that are thrilled about nuclear. You know, you can just imagine what comes of it. We sit there and we run these booths across COP28 simply just talking about nuclear energy with whoever is walking by. And some of these some of these volunteers and these advocates, they will stand there for eight to 10 hours every day and they just get more and more excited as every hour passes, oh, which is wow. not normal for most kids standing there at, at, a, at a booth for 10 hours. But it is so awesome, so exciting because young people across the globe are thrilled about nuclear. This makes a, a huge difference. And China, yesterday, I believe they just announced a new nuclear cargo carrier that's bigger than several of our aircraft carriers. That's huge. So a new, yeah. and it's, it's molten sand, much like I believe the new scale is molten sand. Is that correct? I think. Um, I double check. The but, one that went through the licensing process, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, but but China China right now has been aggressively pursuing nuclear. Right. Uh, they open up. Uh, they open up a new reactor on their energy grid, pretty much like every three to four months, uh, which is Whoa. a lot. Like that's a lot. So it's been exciting because China's, like I said, aggressively pursuing nuclear. They're bringing it into maritime as well on the commercial side, which I'm really intrigued to follow, just in terms of how the international policy is going to work surrounding that. Right. Well, you know, I, I, um, I just interviewed uh, Sean Strawbridge, and he is now in the global LNG space, and I started digging in on the. LNG tankers, which will really help reduce emissions. I mean, think about how many ships are out there. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of some of the, a lot of that net zero there. Nuclear on ships, I'm I'm sold. Count me in on that. Now, um, <laughs> as, as, yeah. you're, as you're going through there, you've got several things going on today. You're going to be in the blue zone tomorrow. What's the blue zone versus the red zone? I mean, is this like a yeah a, yeah a ticket? day i mean is it yeah <laughs> not quite so so there's two zones within cop 28 uh the green zone and the blue zone now the green zone anybody that's in dubai anybody that's traveling here can get a ticket you can request it online um and you can get into the buildings then and that is honestly where most of the learning happens that's where most of okay. our a lot of like educational talks a lot of the outreach talks so like for example today within the green zone uh, i'm headed back to the the site to have a nuclear now showing which is a a, a documentary recently directed by Oliver Stone uh, that was released. And so we're doing a nuclear now showing and then a panel afterwards with myself, Oliver Stone, uh, one of the two of the top producers of the movie, and then Isabella Bemke, a, a woman who is a also a major nuclear advocate. Uh, she's an influencer, so she is incredibly awesome. Wow. And she was in the movie as well. So uh, really exciting stuff going on on that front. But then the blue zone is sort of like your more like your government officials and that right. sort of thing. Um, it's a little bit tougher to get into the blue zone because 
because it's not free. You know, it's not it's not something that you can pay to get in either. You have to get like access through a group or invited or be part of a delegation or things like that. So uh, it's really exciting because tomorrow I'll be speaking in both Blue Zone and Green Zone all day, kind of going in between the both of them. Uh, Yesterday was kind of like my day to adjust to the time zone. So I was in the Green Zone all day. And it was so awesome because I, I love being in that sort of space because those are the places where you just have connections and random interactions with people from all over the world, right? And a lot of the times I was I was in I was wearing the Miss America sash, right? And oh, people cool. are always like, why is Miss America? Yeah, why is Miss America here at, at COP twenty eight, right? So they come up and they, they ask, you know, they're like, oh, hey, you know, what you doing here? What's up? How you doing? And it's really fun because that's that opportunity where I can say, oh, my gosh, well, I'm here helping represent nuclear. You know, where are you from? And for people from Australia, great. I connect them with Will Shackle, a young advocate who's trying to get the ban lifted in Australia. I, if they're from wow. France, I'm like, great. You know, 80 percent of your power comes from nuclear. Like we have so many conversations about that nation's that nation's present state with nuclear, what it's trying to do, what would be good for it, uh, how, why we should be building nuclear nuclear, all of those things. So that's where those connections happen. That's where those conversations happen that are truly impactful in my opinion. You are laying the foundation for the rest of your life here. And it's because you're going to have so many cool connections throughout your entire career. I just want to give you a shout out and thank you for everything you're doing representing the United States out there and really trying to help change the whole world's energy. I I just, uh, you know, I'm a big fan out here. I've been seeing all your interviews and everything else. So all all of our fans, oh, uh, all, all of our listeners have really uh, appreciated you and everything else. And so we talked about where you were going after your thing. And I know you've got about one minute and you got to head out. What is, if you can think of anything, one thing about Dubai, tell us what your thoughts are for Dubai. Oh, well, very modern, very new, uh, but ultimately it's really a place of innovation and collaboration, which I think is incredible. A great place to hold COP and I think that's something that, you know, within the energy sector, we hope, I hope that we can continue that innovation and collaboration abroad. Well, Grace, thank you so much for A, representing the United States, B, being who you are. And I said this on the first one, your eyes light up for our podcast listeners. When she says nuclear, I think a reactor goes off in her head because her eyes start lighting (laughs) up. So thank you so much again for stopping by the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stu. I appreciate it. Thank you.